Hey guys, thanks for joining the Radiate Church podcast today. I'm Brandon, the lead pastor here at Radiate, and I'm honored that you jumped in to hear this message. I hope that it challenges you, inspires you, and leads you to the life God intends. Enjoy the message. I will respond. As you're turning in your Bibles today to Mark chapter 6, there's something shifting at Radiate Church over the past couple of months. If it's not the same it was six months ago, it's not the same it's going to be in six months. See, God's the good thing that the thing I love about God is it's all a journey, it's all a process, it's all an opportunity to grow. And as you're turning in Mark chapter six, hang on a second, I don't preach my throat dry. Yeah, Mark chapter six today, I want to encourage you, uh, Pastor Travis told us how to respond to some of the flood victims. I've been in touch with several of my friends that have been impacted. Some of them have said their communities are are set, they're good. Uh, I got one uh, church I'm waiting to hear back from. Um, Six feet of water in their building right now. They're a church plant, a year and a half old, and uh, they lost everything. But they can't do anything until the insurance company clears them. And so uh, there will be responses after that, uh, to go and uh, help them clean up and help them move forward. And we will do that. We're waiting on a call from them. But Pastor Jeff Capusta in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Wilmington is, was one of the hardest hit places. It's where the, uh, right where the uh, hurricane hit and uh, came on shore. <clears throat> His church is fine, but he has become what I want Radiate to become, and that is a beacon to his entire community. Um, Convoy of Hope. And uh, other churches, their mayor and their community has taken refuge in their church, their literal church building. And their people for the past, uh, what, 10 days have um, been serving the community almost 24 hours a day. And uh, guys, can I tell you something? A church doesn't matter what building you meet in. They have a beautiful facility, multiple facilities, but it doesn't matter if it's a school or a building. We still respond the same way. Um, And and they've been responding, and so I got in touch with him. I've been wanting to connect with him, have no connections with him, but I got in touch because I just, the Lord wouldn't let me go to sleep one night without messaging or emailing him. And I did, and he got back, and he said, the best thing that we can do right now is bring gift cards to Walmart, Target, Home, Home Depot, Lowe's, Stuff like that. And here's why. Because the families in the community need to restock. Uh, imagine having to go, you lose everything from your TV to your clothes to your appliances. You've lost everything. And yes, uh, insurance will help on some, but not all. And so we have an opportunity from Columbia who, listen, the weatherman said it like this. We dodged a major bullet with this hurricane because they were talking 2015 floods again around here. Uh, it could have turned catastrophic in Columbia. Um, in fact, our rivers are already cresting some around here, but it, it's not going to be dangerous for us. But down in the low country and in North Carolina, it is. And so I just want to encourage you to do something. Uh, we say one of our life values, our Radiate Way values, is we can't outgive God. <clears throat> We're a generous church. And I just want to de- de- challenge you today to be a church right outside of Columbia, South Carolina, that leaves a massive impact in North Carolina. I just want to ask you, I don't care if it's 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 25 bucks, 105 bucks, 500 bucks. Go get gift cards in whatever denomination you can afford. And if it's 5, that's fine. That's $5 more than they had. 
and we're going we're gonna to take them down there to them and uh, make sure that they get those gift cards to give to families that desperately need to rebuild. Guys, they're not rebuilding a home. They're rebuilding their lives. Y'all remember what happened around here in 2015. It was catastrophic. And so I want to encourage you next week, <clears throat> come with those. I let him know we were taking them up next Sunday. So you had plenty of time to get them. And uh, pray and ask the Lord if this is a seed of, uh, uh, of supernatural nature that he wants you to sow of generosity. I, I want to, um, <clears throat> I want to, I want to, we're going into week uh, four of, of going pro. And I just want to tell you, don't just respond uh, to the song, but respond to the word. Uh, can I just tell you, and it's not for my sake, it's because when we respond, like I said, it, it, it determines how we receive it. Or, or, and, and so when we respond, there's something powerful that happens. Respond to what God's about to say today, because I'm, I'm telling you, I believe, or I know that today we're going to talk about a key that will unlock doors in your life that will change the rest of your life. This is a key that uh, is, is it's a massive key, but it's hidden in society today. It's hidden in, 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 in culture today. All right, and we've been in week four of Going Pro. If you've missed any of it, check it out on the website or on the app. Last week was a lot of fun, but I missed you, okay? I'm just saying I don't like talking to an empty camera, okay? You guys were awesome. We had over 2,000 views on that video uh, over the week. So many things were taking place. I feel like there needs to be a response of celebration there. We got to learn to be loud, man. Bump all that quiet church stuff. I can go to the theater and be quiet. I'm coming to church to be loud. You know what I'm saying? I serve a loud, forgiving, loving God. You know what I'm saying? I ain't here to be quiet today. He's risen. I'm celebrating, not mourning. Come on. He ain't in the grave anymore. Come on. And uh, today is this. If you're taking notes, and I sincerely hope that you are, I want you to sell, uh, uh, title, title it this. Uh, celebrate. Just celebrate. I know the song's in your head now. Uh, you're welcome. Um, but just title it Celebrate. Because here's, here's the principle I, wa- I want to I teach you on today. That amateurs, amateurs uh, live in jealousy. Professionals live in celebration. Amateurs live in jealousy. Professionals live in celebration. What, what am I talking about there? You can see uh, through the book of uh, 1 Corinthians um, chapter 12 where the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth there, his first letter, and he tells them, he's talking about the body of Christ, and he tells them this, he says, he says we will mourn with the body when something bad happens, right? And we, uh, Some of us, there's some people that are attracted to mourning, I'm just telling you, because it gives you the opportunity to be seen in a moment of desperation for them, okay? Let's just call things out, okay? And so we, we mourn with the body. When something happens, we mourn with the body. Can I tell you, I may not always be able to mourn physically next to you, but if you're hurting, I promise you I'm mourning with you. Some of you have gone through pain in, in the past couple of months, and I may not have been able to sit there with my arm around you because of the, 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 the rapid growth that's happening at the church, and there's so much more to, that has to be done as well. But there's people in your life group and, in, in, and in, on your teams that are mourning with you physically, but your pastor knows and your pastor mourns with you and and then in first corinthians 12 it says not only do we mourn with the body but we celebrate with the body this is the hardest thing in society today i believe one of the most difficult things that is done today is we celebrate someone unselfishly love is not dependent on what someone can do for you love is dependent on the commitment you have to them celebration is not done absent of love celebration is done in correlation 
with love. That's just the way that it goes. And so we can see that, but um, my goal today is that you'd walk out of here with a key that I know will open doors in your life like you've never had them open before. And I want to say this. Celebration is a non-churchy way to say honor. All right, so write down honor. Because one of our core values here at Radiate is we honor up, we honor down, and we honor all around. That means we honor every single person that walks through the door. It doesn't matter uh, the status you have. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter what your paycheck looks like. We just honor you because we love you and because you're a child of God, and so are we. And we're all messed up, and we all get it wrong, but we're all saved by the cross of Jesus Christ and the redemption of his blood has washed over our life every single day. And so we have an opportunity to stand together no matter what. And so we honor no matter what. And, and I, I want to tell you that honor is a forgotten art in today's society and culture. What is not a forgotten art is tearing down honor. <clears throat> I believe there's a specific attack on honor today. I believe, and part of it is because as humans, it's easier to tear someone down than it is to build them up. Because most of us, many of us, me included, have this, um, this, this inner ability to be incredibly selfish when we don't need to be. Because I believe here's one of the fears I hear from people, uh, and this is one of the fears I have, that continue to have, and, and, and sometimes have had in my life as I try to grow closer to God. The kingdom key is honor, but I'm afraid sometimes that if I honor someone else, then it takes away anything that I've done right. Because if I celebrate what you've done right, then nobody will notice what I've done right. And don't we all, to an extent, go back a few uh, messages ago, don't we all, to an extent, live for the promotion and not just the promise? It's the process that makes the difference, not just the promotion. We all love a pat on the back and a pat on the head, and none of that's wrong. But the truth is, is whenever I allow the promotion, the desire for a promotion to come upon me so much that I can't honor or celebrate with you, then I'm literally going against the God-given description of the church. I've got to learn that pros celebrate others. We celebrate others no matter what. And, and so I want to talk to you today out of Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. We're going to read those quickly. They're going to come on the screen. If you're ready, say, let's go. Let's go. That's what I like. Here we go. Jesus went out from there and came into his hometown. And his disciples, his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And the many listeners were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is this wisdom given to him? And such miracles as these performed by his hands. Is not this, listen to their response, their response to what he's saying. Listen to this. Is this not the carpenter? The son of Mary and the brother of James and, and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? Right? And they took offense at him. How many of you would say that's a good response? Don't raise your hand. Jesus, Jesus said to them, a prophet, listen, this is, this is powerful. A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. It's the law of familiarity. We're going to talk about that in just a second. And he could do no miracle there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them, and he wondered at their unbelief, and he was going around the villages teaching. 
They literally blocked themselves from the miracle of Jesus in that day because they did not respond correctly. Because the way that they received him did not allow their response. I'm teaching you something today that's going to be big in your life. I'm just telling you. And and there's a few observations. The first one is this. You get a real glimpse into their mentality in the story at the very beginning. It says, where did this man get these things? If you remember correctly, there's a statement by the Pharisees that says this earlier in the Gospels. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you haven't. But they said, can anything good come from Nazareth? Right? Can anything good come from Nazareth? In other words, there's nothing good ever came out of there. They had a mentality of themselves that they weren't good enough to be that wise. They knew where he came from. you got to follow me today. They knew his hometown. They knew what he was. But they looked and they said, "How, how did this man that came from this place, that grew up on these streets, with my children and my nieces and nephews and my parents helped raise him. How can this man be this wise with this much wisdom and this much knowledge in his life? You can see how their response was going to be already. What was this man doing that was so much better than us? And then they said this, is this not the one that's the brother of blah, 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 and the nephew and the parents of and the son of? and You know what I'm saying? And they received him because in that way because I believe they were jealous that he knew something they didn't. He knew knowledge. He had wisdom. He had revelation. He had insight directly from Father God that they weren't, they weren't given. Now listen to me. Check this out. How many times do we look at people directly related to us or we go on Instagram and we go on Facebook And we compare our behind the scenes to their highlight reel. See, what they didn't know was in that day, Jesus was 30-something years old. Jesus had been spending the previous 30 years of his life dedicating his life to the spreading of the kingdom of God. He was fasting and he was praying. He was in a place to where he was getting into the word. He was spending time getting close to the Father. He wasn't spending time trying to impress others. And they wanted to know, how does he know all this? How many times do we look and go, how can they afford all that? How can they go into all that? How can they do all that? How can all this happen in their lives, but not in mine? We're from the same hometown. We're from the same county. We're from the same neighborhood. We grew up on the same street, fighting in the same high school courtyard. How can this man... Know something I don't know. But what happens is we get more caught up on trying to impress someone rather than trying to hear the one. And we get to a place to where we our response is off. We can't celebrate you because I'm jealous of you. Because you're doing things I only wish I could do. You're driving a car I've always wanted, but what they don't know is you had to budget for 10 years and save up enough money just to put a down payment and afford the payment on the thing. Don't get jealous of what they got because you don't know the disciplines they got in place to get there. So how, how, how can this man know these things and do these things? They had their response, and pros understand that success of others gives them knowledge that they did not previously have. 
I've come to a place in my life to where I'm tired of being mad at somebody for being successful. I just want to go sit in their presence now. Can I, can I tell you a story real quick? I don't know what time it is, but y'all, I've got the mic, so you're good. Um, <laughs> recently, there's, there's a pastor in Texas that I've been watching, and I am impressed with his ministry, not his preaching style, not anything. I just am, I'm impressed with the knowledge the man's got and the favor God's put in his life. And so I went on Instagram, and I actually tagged Pastor Chris in a comment there and said, hey, He's close with these guys that I'm friends with, and there's a mutual friend there, and Pastor Chris, this is why you need to follow this guy. He's good, right? Well, all of a sudden, this guy comes back on my comment. Praise the Lord. And he says, hey, why from afar, let's get together. I said, yes, Lord. That's not why I did it. I'm going to be honest. That's not why I did it. I just wanted Chris to follow him. We message back and forth. I give him a call. He sits on the phone with me as I sit in my driveway with my car cranked up, air conditioner on, because it was like three degrees cooler than hell that day. And so I don't get offended. That's just life. And uh, so I'm sitting there. He gives me an hour of his time while he's in Los Angeles, California with his wife and begins to speak knowledge and wisdom and I just asked him question after question after question. You know why? Because he's got like 10 campuses. He's got like 20,000 people that he leads. He's got like 100 staff. And he travels all over the nation preaching the gospel of Jesus. I want to get there. You got knowledge I don't have. Let me sit in your presence for a moment and learn something. It's called honor. Let me celebrate your successes so that I can learn something I never knew previously. I talked to him the other day. I read his book. I called him. I said, hey, man, this book changed my life. You have no idea. Like, this is insane. This book just spoke directly to where I'm at in my life. I just sent it. I literally went on Amazon, bought the book, and sent it to two of my friends just recently. I just sent it to him. said, you need to read this book. It's powerful. I called him, and I told him that. I left him a voicemail. I couldn't answer. Didn't expect anything. Called me back the next day and told me, hey, why don't you fly down to Irving, Texas, and spend a day or two with me, and let's sit in my office, and let's grow together. Honor opens a door. It's how you receive them. They didn't understand in that moment Jesus has experienced some successes in life that I can learn from, not get jealous of. Sit with people that are where you want to go and doing it bigger than you've ever done it and learn what they got to say. Don't go in trying to prove your knowledge. Go in and try to prove your spirit of teachability. Another thing that happens in here is Jesus, have you ever noticed that Jesus doesn't let things go? He'll confront something in a heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Here's what Jesus says. He says this. He goes, they're all take, they says they took offense at him because of what he knew and what he did. That's dumb. But he looks at him and he goes, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. Jesus confronted the issue, and the issue wasn't the fact that they didn't see that they didn't uh, lay out palm branches and all this stuff for him. Here was the issue. The issue was they wouldn't receive him for what he was. Listen, here's what honor is. Honor is the ability to look at somebody and appreciate who and what they are more than what they're doing. When I honor you, 
I don't look at you in jealousy. I look at you in excitement for the potential that's in you. And when I get, here's what honor is. Honor is looking at somebody and going, the gift that's in you is bigger than you're even leading on right now. I want that gift to come rub off on me. I want some of the response of that gift. And because of that, I will lift you up in front of people. I will honor your gift. I will not talk down on you. I will not mourn on you. I will not be mean to you. I will lift lift you up in the moment of need I will lift you up when you're not in a moment of need I will give you gifts I will do it I will never come into your presence asking for something when I will not lift you up come on this is it's against culture because you're sitting there going that sounds pretty selfish no here's what it is it literally says in scripture he could do no miracle could do no miracle didn't say would do would is of choice could means he was blocked but he's Jesus exactly but the way we respond determines what we receive they didn't see him as Jesus they saw him as the annoying kid that played soccer in the streets they saw him as the carpenter's son not the God's son they saw him as the son of Joseph and Mary. They didn't see him as the son of God and, the, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. They didn't see that. What they saw was this man. They blocked, come on, what they could receive by the way they responded to him. Are you following me today? Listen to me. How many miracles are we missing at work and at home and in church all throughout our lives because we're responding to people in the wrong way? What if instead of hatred, we responded with love? What would that unlock in their life so that the gift could be used in them? Part, there's so many people walking around in the world today that have gift after gift after gift given to them by the Spirit of God in their life, but it can't be unlocked because nobody will honor it. They only honor what they do. I need to honor you for what God has put in you. I need to lift you up and I need to celebrate with you. Pros celebrate. Uh, 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 amateurs get jealous. Jealousy is the way of the culture today. This is some teaching. I'm not preaching as hard as I normally do. But the truth is, is that, guys, it's the law of familiarity. They were so familiar with Jesus that he became nothing to them. Let me explain it to you like this. You probably have a picture in your house that is hanging crooked. You noticed it for about three days. And then you became so familiar with it being crooked that you don't even notice that it's crooked anymore. It's the new normal. Or you're familiar with it. You used to get annoyed whenever you had that new car whenever somebody left their cup in the cup holder. Now you got a cup in the cup holder and a McDonald's bag in the back seat. You got Starbucks, those little, I don't know, those little stopper things thrown in the floorboard. You got dead grass taken up out home in your floor mats. And it's not because you don't care. It's because now it's familiar. So I don't see it enough to change it. 
They were so familiar with Jesus, they couldn't receive him as the son of God. Let us never get to the place to where he loses his wonder because all we do is show up on Sundays and hear the same songs and hear the same message and get hyped up and get ready to take on the week. But by Wednesday, we're so familiar that he is not Jesus anymore. He is just this man. He's never this man. He's always the King of Kings. He's always the Lord of Lords. He's always the one that empowered the Holy Spirit or encompassed the Holy Spirit. He died on a cross and three days later he rose from the grave and he split the veil in two so that the Holy Spirit could become real to you and to me. He's never just this man. He's the one that heals the blind. He's the one that raises the dead. He's the one that saved you. He's the one that saved me. He's the one that sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes on my behalf. He is Jesus. He's not a man. He is Jesus he is everything he is Jesus let us never get so familiar that he's just a man he could do no miracles there and it says that he healed a few I've always thought that part of the scripture was odd he healed a few but if he could do no miracle because of the way he was received and responded to then that must mean that if he did a miracle there were a few that were ready and willing for Jesus to enter the room I think all it takes is a few to stand up and say he's not a man he's my savior He's not just someone. <laughs> He's the only one. He's not just a man with wisdom. He's the man that encompasses all wisdom straight from the voice of God. It's not all it takes is just a few because we can look and go, well, they're not as excited as I am, so let me tone it down. Man, forget that junk. He is Jesus. He deserves my response. Regardless of how you receive him, I will receive him how I receive him. I will respond to him in the way of a miracle working God. I will respond to him in a way that can heal my life. I will respond to him in a way that lifts him up in the giftings within him. I will not allow your reception of him to determine my response of him that's an honor and we have to learn how to honor others I've got to learn to honor Phil and LJ and Russell and Chris I've got to learn how to honor these guys because here's why what if the gift that I honor within them is waiting on someone to unlock the door and all of a sudden there's something that comes bursting out of their spirit all because somebody looked at them and said, man, I appreciate you. You enjoy San Jose? Let me get you a quesadilla. Whatever it takes, let's honor them. Let's honor them. Let's celebrate together instead of being jealous all the time. I honor the way Ashley and the keyboarders play behind me when I take 10 minutes longer than I'm supposed to. Here's what I've learned. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously closing right now. <clears throat> Here's one of the reasons honor is such a difficult strategy or key for us to grasp. 
Because the enemy would rather get us looking at things over to the side rather than looking at what's in someone. Let me look at what they said to me rather than what's in them. What if their hurt towards you is because they can't figure out how to get out of them what's in them? What if they don't know how to forgive because nobody's ever really loved? What if they don't even know that they have the ability to impact thousands of people every single day or week in their life for the kingdom of God because nobody's ever honored them enough to allow them to? If the enemy can get us looking to the side, he can get us distracted. I want to leave you with this. The level at which you receive someone is the level at which you will receive from someone. When I connected with this gentleman in Texas, I've got men in my life that are great mentors in my life, speak very harsh and real truths that I need to hear a lot. But you know, I don't go to them without calling them pastor. Do you know why? I don't need another friend. I don't need another buddy to go race go-karts with. I don't need somebody else to go play golf with. Come on. I I don't need another friend that's just going to tell me everything's going to be okay. I need a pastor that's going to speak something into my life. Because when I respond that way, it opens my spirit to receive that way. Part of the thing is this. We get around people that we know are crazy gifted, but we don't get a reception from them or we don't get any of their gift. You want me to tell you why? Probably because of the way we're responding to them. I'd rather sit in their presence and let them know how smart I am rather than sit in their presence and learn something. You with me? I told you this is something that's going to unlock, but how many of you know that sometimes when you get a key that unlocks something, it's hard and it's difficult to actually grab the key from the tree? You want me to tell you why your husband or wife is probably responding to you in the way that they are? It's probably the response you've given them for years. Change the way you honor them. I promise you it'll change the way that they receive you or give back to you. Kids, work, church, God, leaders. We honor by action. We honor by words. We honor by encouragement. We honor by gift. I love giving and getting gifts. And so I give gifts a lot because that's a way that I can honor somebody. and Let them know I I appreciate you. I love you. Guys, I'm telling you, if we'll take and apply this, can I tell you something? Your life will elevate to a level you never thought possible. And some people in the room that I'm looking at today that honor the best are sitting there going, yes. Giving to God, tithe and offering is an opportunity to honor with what we have. So here's what I want to do today. I want to ask you to stand to your feet with me. 
as our host is about to come up and close us out. Because today is not a day to where we're going to ramp up and we're going to walk out and we're going to be all on fire. Here's what today is. Today you can do one of two things. I'm just telling you this. You can come in here and you can sit and you can listen to a good word and you can say good preaching and you can go talk about it on Facebook and Twitter, which I want you to go do. And you can do all those things. But the truth of the matter is if we don't live it out, it doesn't mean a thing. If we don't figure out how to live this thing out day after day after day, all we're doing is we're coming to church for a pep rally. We're not coming for life change. So my prayer today is going to be this. just real simple. Help us celebrate others. Help us honor leaders. You may not agree with Donald Trump, but can I tell you the Bible tells us to lift him up in prayer and to honor the position. Can I, I'm just being honest. I don't, I don't, I'm not getting a political affiliation. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. How many of you know you don't have to agree with somebody to honor them? <clears throat> honor the position. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Help us live this out. God, this isn't just lip service. This isn't just scripture. This isn't just moments. God, this is the opportunity that we have to physically show and represent the kingdom of God everywhere we go. Father, I pray that in this moment, in this day, in this season, that you would elevate our level of honor today. That we would show people that we appreciate who they are, what they are, and what's in them and what's to come, God. Can, can you do something for me? Can you throw your hands in the air right now as a sign to say, God, I receive this prayer right now because I want to pray something over you. God, I pray that every single person that has their hand lifted and surrendered to say, I receive the word that's being said over me right now. I pray, God, that elevation would come over their life right now, God. The elevation of the Spirit of God in their life right now, God. That as they stand there in this moment, God, they may feel down, but I pray that all of a sudden it would begin to rise, God. And as we honor each other this week, that it would begin to rise. We honor by word and by gift, by encouragement. We honor by whatever it takes, God, that it would begin to rise. I pray new levels over their life right now new levels over their life right now radiate church it's time to move forward but it's not time just as a organization it's time individually God I pray that rising to the next level is upon them right now and they begin to feel that in this day and if you believe that God's taking you somewhere higher can you put your hands together and say yes come on yes we're so glad you joined us today at the radiate church podcast If God is impacting your life through this ministry in any way, let us know. Send us an email at youmatter at radiatechurch.net to share how God is working in your life. Join us in reaching others by investing today at radiatechurch.net slash give. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive weekly messages delivered right to your phone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.